In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. I will raise you up on eagles' wings. <laughs> uh, hello there, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie. I am your host, Sean Donnelly. Thank you so much for joining us. We just gave you a church. That's a, that's a Catholic church hymn to start off the show that our guest was singing when he came into the studio. Uh, unfortunately, today we are sans Farah, but I have, we have I have an amazing guest for you. He's hilarious. You know him from his, his show on Sirius Satellite Radio, The Raw Report. He's one of my pals, one of the funniest comics in the city. Andy Fiore, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for doing this, dude. Yeah, I don't know where that came I, from. I want to just, yeah, I just want to, I want to raise you up on Eagle's Wings. And we're in... It's very weird because the studio is Showbiz Studios, and it's run by basically an old Jew. And, yeah, it so couldn't have been. Anymore. I don't think we can do church stuff. In Maybe here. I was subconsciously rubbing it in. <laughs> Are you allowed to have Catholic yeah. stuff in here, Alex? <laughs> can we get a next Some next wafers. episode? Can I get a Eucharist? <laughs> he yeah. doesn't know what those means. Um, I'm going to change the podcast to defend your body of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, thank you so much for doing this, man. Thanks for having uh, me, bro. It's always a pleasure to see you. You're one of my pals. I love you. Yeah, you're, you're, likewise. You're, you're not, besides being so hilarious, you're a good dude. And I get that. I get that a lot, too. People go, besides being funny, you're a good guy. And I'm like, are they, is that like a, are they just sidling when they're no, saying I that? No, I think it's genuine. people mean it. I think, I think yeah. so. And you're, I think it's important, too. I think it is important. You know? I think it's important. I think it's very easy to be a good guy. In, in, we're in comedy. And people know. We've talked about comedy so much in this podcast, so they know what I'm talking about. But, like, it is. It's very easy. As long as you're cool with everybody, the way I think of it is this, and I don't know how you think of it, but I'm like, I just want to be cool with everybody without kissing anybody's ass. Totally. That's, that's my point. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. Like, it's one of those things where like, yeah, you can get too crazy where people are like, oh, that guy's a climber, this guy does this, this guy. But yeah. like, if you're cool with the people and like you're and you're funny and you do what you're supposed to do and you're just fu- like straight up nice, there's nothing wrong with that. Totally. And it's very easy to do. Absolutely. But a lot of people fail at it. A lot of people fail. People reveal themselves yes. very quickly in this business. Absolutely, but it's very then hard. I think like guys like you, guys like me, they all you find each other yeah. and you kind of gravitate. generate toward each. Yeah, gravitate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. So yeah, it's like oh, all my right. best friends are good people. Good guys, it's like right. well, that's not that hard to surround yourself with the no, people. No, absolutely not. And then and I think that I think what happens is. Uh, I don't know. I think that people get. I, I understand, and I also this is also with the with the with the with the little the the caveat, not caveat, whatever you want to call it, the the bumper here that that um, most people we know are, are f- good people. Like it's, it's most people in it. Are, sure. And then when you that's when you know in comedy you run into like the shitty people. You're like, oh, let me steer clear. Let yeah. me completely just get away. You go, hey, how are you? And then just run right away. There's like I, I can think of five <laughs> yeah, people totally. in my head, and then so you don't have to you don't have to worry about dealing with them. That's what it is. But. Oh, whatever. That's just comedy talk. Uh, but yes, that's why I had you because that's what's funny because people do say that about me, and I just realized that as I'm saying about it, I'm like, oh no, they must mean it because I really do mean I it when so. I'm saying about you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, 
we are going to try something different today on the podcast. Usually what we do is this. We do uh, somebody comes in and they defend a movie they love yeah. that nobody else does. Now, we've had a little bit issue with that because people can never – they rack their brains. You kind of had the same issue where you were like, oh, you were telling me movies and you were telling me all these great movies. And, I, it's, and a it's lot done. of them were just like like these cult classics. Like right, like yeah. uh, what would you say? Like um, uh, Slapshot and uh, – Youngblood. And Youngblood. And I'm like people will, will have my head for having somebody de- quote-unquote defend it. So, <laughs> right. That's why it's hard. That's why it's hard to do. The other thing too is like you're, it's almost admitting you're like – I don't have that shitty of a taste. Absolutely. So you're like, I don't really know yes. what movie I can defend. Absolutely. And Joe List had the same. Joe List had the same issue where, like, he was like, all the movies I watch are good movies. And, and I'm like, to bring it back, I think we are very much alike movie wise. I think so too. And that's why it was hard for me. We were going back and forth last night texting. I'm like, fuck, what am I gonna? Bring yeah. to the table. And I'm I was getting right nervous. In. I'm like, no, don't get nervous. But I, I, I sent it out to my text message chain for like my boys from home. I'm like, yo, what's a fucking guilty pleasure I have a movie? And they came up with Striking Distance, which I can't believe you haven't seen. I just haven't seen it. It's Steven Seagal, right? That's a great one. Is it Steven Seagal? No, it's Bruce Willis and Sarah Jessica Parker. And they're boat cops. Uh, oh, no, I've never seen In that. Pittsburgh. They're uh, river cops. You know I'm what? sorry. Why will promise right now, I'll have you back to do that as, like, defending that It's movie. actually really great. Is it really? Like, the dad from Frasier's on there, John Maloney. John Mahoney. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Is his name John Mahoney? John Mahoney, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the, the dog's the dad there. It's fucking great. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> they just have the dog from Frasier in every movie he does after <laughs> Frasier. Like, John, we love you, but can you bring the dog? Yeah, it's like early 90s, and so I was like, perfect, and then you didn't see it. And they're boat cops. They're, ri- they're the Three Rivers, Pittsburgh, there's river cops on a boat. <laughs> he's like a washed-up street cop. <laughs> like, he's a drunk. Yeah. And then he gets, like, relegated. They're like, you got to stay on the water. You can't be a normal beat cop. Do you know what I saw? And if you want to, we can go, like, shitty Bruce Willis movie to shitty Bruce Willis movie. Back in the day when it came out, I saw... Uh, Color of Night. Did you ever see Color of Night? I don't think I know it was that. With one. him, it was Bruce Willis and Madonna, and the claim to fame is I think they they're like the big crazy controversy back in the day. I think they showed a little bit of Bruce Willis penis in it. I think there was really? like a little or like something. There was some kind of story behind it where like you can kind of see the outline of his penis. Like this is in the night, early nineties. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, taboo. It was very taboo. And Madonna's in it as well, and I think she might be a little bit naked. So I remember being a kid, being like, "I gotta see this movie." Yeah. And then you watch it, and it's just like this awful, like yeah, yeah. romantic, like like thriller type thing, and it was just not good. <laughs> I don't even remember the plot. I couldn't even tell you the plot. Of the I've movie. never even heard of it. Oh yeah, it came out like probably like ninety one. It was like in his heyday. It was like you know, yeah. in Bruce Willis's this is, heyday. This is, I want to say ninety three for Striking Distance. They're gonna do. They're doing a roast of Bruce Willis. I saw that. Yeah, and I'm shocked because all the stories you hear about him is that he has no sense of humor. Really? Well, that's what I, I. You know, all you hear about those on the set stories and all that. I think this is a way for him to repair his his um his persona, like his his reputation. Because I remember hearing like Kevin Smith had a story about him not being cool. Uh, huh. When they worked on that, that other that cop movie together, where he, Kevin Smith directed it. Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, and every, I think there's all these little stories. I think there's both about him. But like, yeah. well, there's a lot of stories that come out about I don't know for sure, but I've heard these stories about him being a, a jerk to people on set. Sometimes those make the best roasts. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Well, that's what well, Donald Trump did one, and he has no sense of humor about <laughs> himself. And then Donald Trump did one, and then after, did you, did you see the thing in the news? And we're not going to talk about Donald Trump all the time on this, but like, did you see the thing in the news about Seth Meyers admitted that after Seth Meyers made fun of Trump at the uh, Correspondence Center years ago in 2011 or yeah. whatever it was, Trump said, 
I will. I want you to publicly apologize for yeah. making fun. And he was like, No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not doing that. What are you crazy? Totally. Yeah. So that guy just has no sense of humor. And even when the, he was on the roast, the Trump roast, he just had the smirk on the entire time. He wasn't like, Oh yeah. He wasn't laughing. He was just kind of like putting up with it. You know, whatever it was. I don't know. Anyway, so what we're gonna do this episode to get into it. Uh, you said <laughs> I could defend Big Lebowski as a sports movie. Oh yeah, which I could. I don't know where <laughs> you're getting that from. I have no idea because there's the, the sports of that thing is basically just a backdrop of that movie. There's no, there's no. Yeah. And I guess you can say that about a lot. Of, a lot of sports movies are like that actually. But like the playing of the sports is nowhere. The, the, if you took all the parts in I... playing bowling in Big Lebowski, it adds up to like six minutes of the thing. It just has that one thing where they don't actually even play. They play. No, and it's them they talking very about them much getting, play. They play. It's but, a central figure in the movie. Well, no, because they have that moment with Quintana where he comes over and he's like, you try to get me in trouble with pulling a gun on the lanes. Or you pull out a gun on the lanes, you try that shit Dude, all the important decisions are made at the bowling out. Dude, <laughs> it plays a large, large part of that movie. Okay, I know. What I'm saying is this. They're, okay, they're bowling when they're making decisions about the kidnapping. But they're not bowling. The bowling decisions aren't the main crux of the movie. If you Now, what we're going to do today is this. I okay. say what we should do. We're going to put we're gonna put Big Lebowski up against Rudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So love we it. can say, like, which is a better sports movie. <laughs> And I, I, I that's a no-brainer right there because Rudy, the crux of the thing is like him getting on the team. And then I will give you this about Rudy. You can say the th- same thing about Rudy. It's the backdrop. It's just about him like like meeting his goals and like right. and having a drive and 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 following yeah, through. A true underdog. A true underdog movie. Beat all odds. Yeah, but there's no there's no part in Big Lebowski where they're literally like. Hey, here's the big championship bowling match. That's not a thing at all. They're just more like, hey. No, wh- but there is. No, there is. When? They're like, they're, the whole thing with uh, Walter and how he won't roll on fucking Saturdays. <laughs> that's like the main tournament. That's the semis. Oh, yeah. And then they actually end up doing it. Yeah. I mean, Donnie fucking <laughs> dies at the bowling alley. I mean, it's a sports is a very central theme in that movie, man. <laughs> It's bowling. It's literally the sport that I took in in Nassau Community College. <laughs> that was my gym. I have a credit. I have a credit. You ever hear the story about why uh, that is true? Steve Buscemi, who plays Donnie, at I think towards the end of the movie, like right at the end of the movie, or towards the end, yeah. they just have him, he's, uh, they're telling you know, tell him to shut up or something in the movie, and he just drops out of a heart attack. You ever hear the reason why they did that? No. I heard the Collins did that because in Fargo, he won't shut the fuck up. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I fucked that up. He, that's I, why. That's why John Goodman is saying "shut the fuck, fuck up" Donnie. the whole time. That's because hilarious. Because in Fargo, he won't stop talking. God, I love all of their work so much. It's so good. I love. Well, Fargo. we did a whole thing with them, which which is the yeah. Best. We could do that on. Oh, we did that. We did that on an episode already, where we we're like, "What is?" We put up against like all the like the movies against each other. We said. What's better, No Country for All Men or Fargo? And we came out with Fargo. I'm going Fargo. Fargo on that day. one. Yeah. No, they're amazing. Oh, dude, I, I was... Actually, my favorite is actually Raising Arizona. If is you it? Want. Yeah. I we go back and forth too. every few years, but it's such a brilliant movie. It's such a good movie. See I, see, I would say I like Big Lebowski better than Raising Arizona, but I do like Raising Arizona. Yeah. But I just... When I was like... Big Lebowski, it was like... Um, the circumstances of me watching that movie was like... I was It was 95, so I was like 17... 
and I was like, I thought I was gonna be like this big movie director, so I was like, yeah, the yeah, Coens, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, I like, I was like a movie snob. I'm like, no, the Coens are. We should collab. Uh, maybe we should collab with the Coens. <laughs> Me and the Coens. Yeah, yeah. I Tarantino. Thing when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, you just think. Like, totally. I, that's what I thought. My original. I always loved stand up, but I never thought I'd be a stand up. I thought I'd be a movie. Same movie here, man. Yeah, totally. yeah. I had that, and it was like Tarantino was like one of the reasons for yep. that. I remember I went to go see Kevin Dark Smith Man too. in '93. I went to go see Dark Man with with Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. And I came home and I was like drawing storyboards for the Dark Man movie I was going to make, <laughs> and I was like into it. And then I went to uh, uh, Nassau community. I took a, a movie making class, and the guy I think I talked about in the podcast once. The guy's name was Professor Samuels, and he, his claim to fame is that he was a cameraman on Happy Days. That was his big thing, and he was a giant prick. This guy, he was a mean to everybody. That's so funny. He was so mad. And then I went to Hunter and took film, and something about it, I was like, I'm not, and I kind of yeah, like, yeah. I kind of like edged out of it. I just like communications and stuff. But like, yeah, I but, this is, dude, same. mirror image. I was a communications major. I took all the film courses, and yeah. I had one of those like same professors who actually, not to get too off topic, but no, he told me when his father, one of my professors, his father worked in film, and so he was like, I used to hang around the studios back in the heyday in like the 40s and the 50s and he goes and I'll never forget when I was a little kid I was in the public restroom on one of the studio lots and W.C. Fields came in get out of hell was this guy 112 (laughs) he was super he was like I was maybe 7 but even for him to be a kid when W.C. Fields you're right right he goes uh, so I'm I'm taking a piss and W.C. Fields comes in classic W.C. he's got a drink in one hand he's got a drink in one hand and he starts pissing and he looks at the kid. Who, the kid's looking up at him. My professor. He's just looking at W. C. Fields. And W. C. Fields looks at him. He looks at the drink. He goes, as he's pissing, he goes, almost seems like a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Turn it off, W. C. Fields. Know, totally. <laughs> he's always on this guy. He's always on. That is like the perfect story. Yeah, yeah. Wait. So when you when this when he was your professor, he was, he was old. Like, he was, he was old. like seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must have been like seven. He was old. Yeah. Maybe eighties. Yeah, probably. This is Fields? also 2001, two thousand one. Right. You know, okay. So, so was he was he around in the forties? WC Fields? I don't even know that time frame. I mean, yeah. he probably he could have made it up, but it was a great story. Th- no, that's fucking hilarious. Isn't that funny? Almost a waste of time. Almost seems like a waste Wah. of time. <laughs> that's how I know that I wasn't like even my dad. Did you watch a lot of movies with your dad? Not really. Not really. See, I mean, that was a big thing with me and my dad. Like we would, but that's how I know WC Field is so old because we wouldn't watch WC Field. We didn't even watch Marx Brothers. We watched Abbott and Costello yeah. and Laurel and Hardy, which is which really old. That's how I knew. I'm like WC Field. I think is like 20s or 30s. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, I never. My dad's 94, so my dad's so oh, super old. So he but might have known WC Field. <laughs> I know. He was a senior. There, he was a sophomore. <laughs> Your dad was in the bathroom as well. Yeah, yeah. No, my dad. Uh, my dad will. When I go home to visit my parents, my da- I'll watch movies. <laughs> Such a fucking guilty pleasure I have is I'll I'll catch up on all the movies on demand. And I'll I'll order it on their bill. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I go home, you know, what are you a college kid <laughs> doing your laundry? But my dad does appreciate a good movie. Like he'll sit down and watch. But we never went to the movies as a family or anything like that. Oh, I found yeah. I found movies on my own somehow. I think my friends, friends and, and I just became movie geeks. Yeah, yeah. And then I just yeah, like we were talking about earlier. Like the we're pretty much the same age that we grew up in a great era of movies. Like you know, we oh, were all yeah. in high school nineties. Great decade for movies. Absolutely. Which, Lebowski and Rudy. And also, like, it's out of touch for your dad. Your dad's almost not going to get... Like, I remember even after a while, my, my... Well, my dad died when he was young. He died when he was 53. But, like, um, 
But then he got sick and stuff like that. So he he was like he couldn't even follow movies after a yeah. while. So it's like if you're 94, I can imagine just watching it and be like, yeah, I don't even want to. I don't care. He's starting to get to that point. Like he just nods off in the middle of it, and yeah, then yeah. it's like, and what did he say? And I'm like, I can't backtrack that. It's like that's the thing. Like I'm not a sports guy. I don't, you're a sports guy, right? Big sports. Yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not a sports guy, and I lose interest with sports. People talk about sports. I'm like, after a while, I'm like, ah, I can't. I can't. Yeah, get into it. I get that. Or it happens with a game. Like I'll start. I'm like, oh, I want to watch this game, and I'll start. Fifteen minutes and I just fucking switch the channel. I, I I know I'm gonna miss it when it's gone, but watching sports my day is a grueling task. Just because it's oh with your dad. What's oh. the score? How much time? <laughs> Who's that? What's that? And then I have a whole fucking bit about it, but like instant replay screws with him. It's yeah, like yeah yeah you know, yeah. Oh, he's like hold on, that's their fucking that's from two weeks ago. No, nothing happened. It's just. Uh, that's true to routine. It's mayhem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's black and white. That's highlight set. That's Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. That's the, we're, not, we're watching the news now. That's the weather. <laughs> like, you're just watching the weather. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think what we should do is this. I think I was thinking on the way here, like, because I love the idea of doing verses. Yeah. If we do, like, if we dissect what's a better movie, Rudy or Big Lebowski, and they're so different, but they they do have the common theme. They're based around sports. You're right. And yeah, I do like the idea that you, that you opened up this thing that, like, big nobody ever would describe Big Lebowski <laughs> as a fucking sports movie. Yeah. I like that, but it is. You're right. There is moments where they're like, oh, if this big match better happen. It's like this weird – that's the thing about Big Lebowski that I heard that was the point of it. Uh all they say there's all this stuff that goes on. Whoever wrote, they were modeling after these stories of these guys who wrote these novels in like the 30s. I forget the name. If you guys know the name of this, these 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 authors, uh, and all this stu- this stuff goes on. Like in they have they, they had these mystery novels where all this background stuff would go on, and just by happenstance they would solve the crime. So that's what happens right. to Big Lebowski. Yes. Just by accident, right, right. shit just resolves itself. Yeah. But all the everything's so dire, but it's really not. None, right, of, it, none right. of it matters ever. The guy, they're never going to go to jail or anything. Nothing's yeah. going to happen. Like that, that guy who plays, uh, he's great. He's in Blood Simple. He's in. He's like a main Coen brother guy. The guy who plays the other Jeff Lebowski, the older one. The big one. Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like he's amazing in it, but like you know he's not actually going to turn them in or do anything. There's really no stakes in the movie if you really think about it. Yeah, he's actually the worst guy. He's the guy who yeah. sets up little right. about yeah. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. He sets him up, and he's a scumbag about it. But it's one of those things where you're watching it, and you're like, oh, yeah, you could totally throw the bowling in as part of that soup of like, just random revol- stuff happening yeah. in the movie, you know? But so I'm the- wondering, it's like, but for me personally, I'm like, ooh, which is, I'm like, if I have to defend, because you were like, I'm, I, I always figured, like, as I'm, Writing here, I'm like, oh, I guess you would take Big Lebowski. I would take Rudy. And I'm like, the more yeah, I think about it, I'm like, tough. is Rudy a better movie than Big Lebowski? And I'm like, See, yeah, it probably is. If you think about it, tell what you think about along the lines of. Now, you along the lines of sports movie, yes, it's a better sports movie. And if you along the lines of uh, like traditional movie, yes, it is. And yeah. Which is funnier? Yeah, Big Lebowski's of funnier, course. but Rudy's not a comedy. So that's where you fall into the trap of like, then why compare them? But, but it's true, though. Like, it's one of those things where you could say, they're done in a different tone. Like, Rudy has that, like... Sure. Rudy, know. first of all, is based on a true story. Right. So you have that. Well, apparently that's half bullshit, too. You ever hear that story? I have heard that. Yeah. I always... The guy, I, like, he kind of, he kind of like, uh, he kind of, um, kind of made it more than it was. Somehow. Right. Supposedly. And that's fine for the movie. Yeah, mean, it's a movie. Exactly. It all the time. Um, great ensemble cast in both, so I don't think you can judge one way or the other there. You forget Favreau, Vince Vaughn is in it. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't think of the, oh, his, the guy who plays his father. Oh, I'm blanking uh, on his name. Uh, Ned Beatty. 
Yeah, Ned Beatty. There you go. Exactly. Ned Beatty is just like an Oscar winner. I think he's yeah, Oscar yeah, yeah. for Deliverance, where he got raped. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you, Rudy, you have that drama, and you have like you have that like movie hokiness where you're like, yeah, like, I am rooting for Rudy. Absolutely, Rudiger. his yeah. fucking you know he goes off to pursue his college football dream. His chick leaves him for his brother. He comes home and his chick's fucking. With his brother now. Yeah, it's And it's just, like, accepted. She's just at Thanksgiving. Yes! What the hell is with that and Rudy? It's one of those weird things. Like, their family is so mean to Rudy. That's straight-up Irish cat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, no, it's that jealousy. It's that, like, that sibling rivalry. Where, remember when he's, like, he finally brings the acceptance letter to Notre Dame. And he brings it into the fucking... Steel mill. Yes, to show his father. And he's his father's so proud. And his, and his brother is like brushes like, it off because his brother, you know, he's is like jealous. now you're the star. Like he's not He's not the star. That's that's the thing you can say the faults of Rudy are some of them are there's cheesy, really cheesy parts to it. Like when they the one of the ones I can't get out of my head where that like it, it makes it drop down in points in my brain is when uh at the end the brother that supposedly hates him, when he actually gets on the field and he, I think he like does he end up scoring the touchdown? I think no. He makes a big tackle. And then when he's actually when he's running out to the field, that brother that hates him just points at him and he goes, "You, you're the one." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "You might lose me on that." Like, that's the one moment that I'm like, "Man, this is a pretty cool, gritty sports <laughs> drama. Like everybody can relate to it because there's like it, there's like dad issues. Every guy can relate to it because there's like daddy issues. Dude, I like, yeah. Oh, totally. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I cry every single yeah. time. I cry every single fucking time. That's a good good topic. Yeah, I, I cried at Rudy. I've I've teared up. Absolutely. You know what I cry like a baby at is the end of. And this is actually not. You wouldn't expect this. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Holy. Even shit. though that end scene, it gets a little hokey with the quick cuts and the edits. Oh, when he's but, looking at when he's like, "Hello, Mrs. Bates." Or, Hello, it's, Mrs. A, it's a very yeah. weird montage. All of a sudden, it's very corny, but it gets to me every time. Oh yeah, but you know then. What, you know what's Chuck gets to me in the quick cuts at the end of Planes and Trains where they're kissing and then you see John Candy look down and he and he and he has his mitten one mitten on one mitten off and he just kind of like he kind of just like moves his fingers a little yeah. bit like he's nervous yeah that does it for me it dude it is so heartbreaking it's I very mean heartbreaking. when he goes the realization that his wife's been dead the whole time yeah. I mean that's a fucking heartbreaker when he's like flashing back and he's like I haven't been home in years it's yeah like, it's also like Steve he's Martin. putting it all together how did you not pick that up at the time <laughs> it's, yeah he's putting it together like he figured out his guys are so Play this. That's his. Have you, ever, have you ever thought about it? Now and then you go. Wait, was he selling fucking shower, shower curtain, curtain rings? Race. Yeah, that was the whole joke. That was you're the whole just, gag. Yeah, that was the whole thing where it's like, how are you surviving? What's happening? Totally. Yeah, you're oh, right. Dude. He, he has that usual suspects moment where he's yeah, like, yeah. wait a minute. Oh, dude, how about but the genuine article speech? People like oh, my, my wife likes it. Oh, you my go, God. Oh, Jesus. That's what I'm saying. I'll cry at that and i cry at the end. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I'm such an easy cry, too. I really am a pushover when it comes to all that stuff. I've gotten worse with it as I've gotten older. I've, as I've gotten older, and I'm not old, but I'll be 40 on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but as I get older, I've, I'm, cr- I'm, I'm crying at stuff a little bit more easy. I don't cry like a baby at a lot of stuff. Right. But like, I'll, I'll, te- I'll get upset. Like I got upset at like... There was a thing. There was a video online of this woman who it takes found nothing for it me. Takes nothing. A woman who found a bee that had no wings, and then she she, she took it in. It's this flightless bee. It's this flightless bee. 
And she took the beer, and then it was like she had an English accent. And she was like the sweetest older lady, and she was like, "I can't, I, realized, I can't handle that." I realized he needed my help, and he, and I, I can't even do the English accent. And she's and she's talking about how she had to get him. She made her his own like like area where he was he was um uh you know he was in captivity, but he had the flowers to 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 um. Uh, you yeah, know, go up to and all that. Like, he had all this stuff. And then she goes, I knew, I knew it would end. She goes, I knew it wasn't going to last forever, but I wanted him to be as comfortable as possible. I, as, and then sure enough, she realized, like, and the bee, the video, I watched the video online. The bee, like, walks all over her hands. The oh, bee yeah. walks on her face. It, like, basically gives her kisses on her face. Like, the thing oh, loves gee, her. I can't. It, it's insane, dude. It's so <laughs> sad. I cried watching that. Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, forget it. And there's always, there's this one group of, Internet videos. It's like the um, the the logo for it looks like a duck or like a mallard kind of thing. Yes, and they always have these animal videos, and that's the ones. I can't watch another uh, veteran come home to his golden retriever who. Picks up the scent like he's uh, outside and the dogs and he's circling. I go, and he's, oh, I gotta, I've no. gotta walk. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm a blackjack dealer. I do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I go, I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like casino. Great yeah. visual for radio, like, Andy. With, yeah, yeah. No, everybody knows what you mean. I'm a casino. He does it. He goes, yeah, yeah. You're done. You're done. With Joe Pesci when he's like, take this shiv and stick it up your ass. <laughs> no, ten. But, Give him ten. That's, ten. <laughs> But dude, that's he fucking throws wiggles to the ground. <laughs> he goes, "What do you want, you Jew prick?" <laughs> he, he tosses wrinkles. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things ever. Wrinkles is just on the floor getting beat on. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, dude, you Jew motherfucker, you. I've gotten like oh. that. Uh, oh. I've gotten like that lately, where I'll just. I'll cry at, at stuff like that online or like... It's nothing. Or like, I guess like some TV stuff or whatever it is. So you have to wonder like... Think about, but back in the day, I wasn't like that. Like, it took a lot for me to cry. So like, huh. Rudy was one of them oh. that I would like tear up at. And then Every Planes time. and Trains. Yeah, that's the other thing. It has the crying fit. There's no crying in, in, in Big Lebowski. That's the thing. One of them is like, it depends on what you want to watch. It's, I mean, I so guess different. the saddest scene would be like Donnie's funeral. But then they just punchline it at the end with... Yeah. Walter shaking yeah. up. <laughs> and, all the and you feel like in the dude's fresh. He's like, God damn it, Walter. You know, it's, he's covered in Donnie. He's literally covered in Donnie. It's amazing. And it's a, such, it's a sad scene, and he's doing a very nice, like, obituary kind yeah. of thing. He goes, Donnie, who loves surfing? It was, you know, who yeah. loved bowling? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he starts going into videos. Well, you know what the guy, the character the dude was based on was a guy, I forget his real name, it was a guy who financed their first movie for them, helped them finance it. Oh, so I, I don't know any backstory, but... Yeah, that's basically what, it, I forget his real name, you can look it up. It's something that sounds like Lebowski. Right, right. And this guy, believe me, dude, when this came out, I was obsessed with it. Like, I almost went to the first Lebowski Fest. They right, have, right. You know they have the Lebowski Fest? I yeah, think, of course. I think it's still going. I think so. The first one was in Louisville in Kentucky, and yeah. I remember being in Long Island being like, wow, if I could just yeah. have enough money to get a plane ticket to Louisville, <laughs> I'd go to Lebowski Fest. Like I yeah. was, that's why I'm saying, like, I think I'm coming to a realization where I think as a movie, I like Rudy better than Lebowski, but Lebowski was a part of my past so much. Like, I mean, like, my mo- I want to make movies past that I, and, then, and it's also right. a Cohen. When you add a, Co- a Cohen thing to it, who directed Rudy? Oh, wait, let me see. Oh, good question. I don't know that I'm off the top of my head. Uh, what was it? David, Some no name? David Astenberg? Oh. oh. 
Because here's the thing. I like the look of Rudy. I think they did a good a good thing of like, it's supposed to be in the 60s, right? Like it's supposed to be like in the or early 70s, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they did a really good job. Hold on. We'll get it right here. David. Oh, oh yeah. He's done a bunch of stuff. Angelo Pizzo wrote it. Oh, oh yeah, the guy who directed it also did a bunch. He did. He's a sports guy. He did Hoosiers. Well, he oh. did, and then he was a TV director, and then he did Little Red Wagon, which is a movie, I guess. And then he did. <laughs> yeah, he just did a bunch of TV after that. But like, I don't know. I think he did a good job. Oh, then he did. What was Swing Vote? Oh yeah, yeah. Basically, he was known for Rudy, and for Hoosiers. Hoosiers is another one. We probably should have done... That's what we probably should have done. Yeah, we could have done... I know, <laughs> we two done. more. Well, no, I think the novelty of what you said is how Lebowski is not a classic sports movie. So the juxtaposition of it is fun because you... I, I'm going to stay true to my point in saying every important decision is made at the bowling alley. It starts and ends in the bowling alley. Well, kind of starts, but yeah. it definitely ends... With like this philosophical point where he's at the bar and you know the uh, narrator, the, uh, yeah, you know Sam Elliott comes over, Gar comes over, yeah, yeah, again, <laughs> you know, and he's got that classic line. It's like sometimes you eat the bar, sometimes the bar eats you. It's just like yes, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yes, it's a very poignant that happens philosophy. At a yeah, complex. and it's just yeah, it's this beautiful backdrop, and then the lasting shots of the movie are just these schlubs bowling. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a really beautiful movie. You know what? You're bringing up good points here. Because here's the thing. If you can almost make the argument that if that plot didn't happen, it would have been a bowling movie. Like, totally. It's almost like, it's almost like he's you know got with the Big Lebowski, a bowling movie got interrupted by a, a, heist, right, right. A, a kidnapping movie. That's the point. Is this, these, this is the most important thing in their lives is bowling. The semis. You rolled yourself into the semis. Man. He's got a picture of Nixon bowling. That's his art. In his apartment. Yeah, you're right. He listens to bowling <laughs> as he's trying to meditate. <laughs> he just listens to gutters and strikes. But here's the thing, though. As white noise. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, the best is, it's like, they have it all, it's written on the tape. It's like some championship yeah. match <laughs> yeah, from like 10 like years prior. Final 78. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... But you know what? You're, you're right. Like, it's, that, what, what do you like better? The irony that, like, if they didn't. Get into this mess, it would have been a movie about them going to the championship. Yeah, totally. I never even thought of that. Like, it's one of those things, but, but, but Rudy actually follows through with it, and the whole movie's about right. the sport. No, it's totally centered so, but on But I'm like, which is more creative? It's like, it's almost like the more we dissect it, it's like, yeah, maybe Mick Lebowski is the better sports movie. Well, when you. Because they love it. It's almost like they. It's fucking bowling, and they have the love for bowling. Like, like people are diehard about football. They still come back to bowling. No matter what's going on in their lives, it all revolves, revolves around that fucking bowling alley. Yeah, and right. that is the most important thing. His yeah. religion gets in the way so much of it where he's like, I told those fucks at the league office. <laughs> I don't roll on Shomer Shabbos. It opens itself up into, like, larger points of life. The guy they're playing against is a pedophile. Yeah. Smokey. <laughs> yeah, like, Smokey. he pulls a gun on Smokey. To make a point, to drive a point home. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, These guys are pacifists, <laughs> man. Walter, he always brings everything about Vietnam. It's like, this is their whole world you know, is centered around this one thing. You gotta think about it this way, man. Would Rudy, if, if somebody, he got, if he had thrown into a thing where he had to survive, uh, save somebody from a kidnapping, would he, would a football have gone by the wayside? Probably. I think Rudy's a good enough guy where, yes, he would have done the right thing. He would have gone and saved the person from the kidnapping. And in the end, the Lebowski gang 
does try to do the right thing. It's just they keep fucking it up because they're clowns. Right, exactly. Well, that goes back to what I was saying before, where it was like, just by a comedy of errors, the thing gets solved. Yeah. But, yeah, but if you look at Rudy... It's like that's there's it's more inspiring than Big Lebowski is because he's absolutely one hundred percent where he like he has this mission he's you know he's following through that he's working hard you know like whatever it is yeah 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 I never like want to go out and play football after but I will go out and like I'm gonna have a white Russian (laughs) oh that's a good point that's a good point where you're like which affects you more yeah after like when you watch like because you're right because I I totally did that I don't watch Rudy and go I'm gonna play football right. But I might go and be like, well, also because I like bowling. I might be like, I'll go bowl. Totally. And it's the same thing where it's like, look at Rocky. People after Rocky, people are pretending like they're boxers. Hundred percent. Well, that's a good great point sports movies do Rudy. that. Great sports movies do inspire you to like do something from the Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. But there's nothing. It's not like I'm. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna take the L stats after. <laughs> I just. <laughs> after I just watch Kramer versus Kramer. I'm gonna. <laughs> After Rudy, I just watched Legal Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I just watched Rudy. I want to. I want to try to apply to Notre Dame. But you're yeah. 40. Yeah, but still. Well, you got to go to junior yeah. college and Holy Cross. And... So, so you have to wonder. Now, man, it's it's really up for grabs. Like, which is the better sports movie? I'm starting to lean towards Big Lebowski here because you're right. It's like. And Big Lebowski, even though Rudy makes you cry and it's, and it's heartwarming, it, Big Rudy might be like, "Hey, it's like watching a sappy commercial." Yeah. Big Lebowski, it's like all he wants to do is bowl, yeah. and things just keep getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna do it eventually, but he's just like, "Man, if I could just finish this stuff, I can make a few bucks, and I just want to get back to bowling." You know, it's a good question to ask because it's almost the opposite characters. So you have to think, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a pretty lazy person, I'd say. So it depends on who you relate to. So I relate to the dude more than I relate to Rudy because Rudy is like, Absolutely. he's driven, he's doing all these classes and shit. And then you're right, all the all the Lebowski is like, he's like, I just want to bowl, let me just do what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm more like that than I am 100%. like, I'm going to get past and talk to a priest and get past this college and all this crazy stuff. <laughs> so one of them is like, hey, are you driven? Do you want to like succeed? The other one's no. like, hey, you just want to be and just be yeah. in the universe. Universe and be existing and yeah. be it, it's it's kind of it's, it's, it actually is something there. It's almost like a yin and yang situation. Hundred percent. Like, like those guys would never meet up in real life because they're just. Lebowski is a super philosophical movie. When you bring, it, it I really think people is. have like written theses on it. Of, I think you know, right. like the Tao of Lebowski. Well, well I mentioned before on the podcast, it's it's when it came out, it bombed, and I loved it. Totally, I, I remember loved it when it came the theater out. and being like, you know, it was ninety seven, I believe. Yeah. So I was eighteen. And I was like in you know in high school. I remember going to see it with my buddy Brown, and we're because you just go to the movies to see whatever's out. And then we went to college, and then like two years later, it just f- had this groundswell of like yeah. that's the best movie ever. It, it was, was like, like our new Caddyshack yeah. where we were quoting it. Yeah. And exactly. it was just like, you know, anytime. But when you remember when it came out, it, did, it didn't do well. Yeah, yeah no. And that Which was the time. Movies traditionally don't do great. Uh, like, No Country for Old Men. But, like, Far- no, I mean, Fargo was critically acclaimed. Well, Fargo, no. Fargo won But they're the... never box office smashes. You know what no, I mean? No, no. But review-wise, like, Fargo oh, yeah, never always... got bad reviews. No, no. I mean. Like, was, people consider Fargo, like, the perfect Yeah, I think Frances McDormand won Best Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you're right. When it comes, but and here's the thing that came out as at a time when reviews were a bigger deal than reviews are now. Hundred percent. Now people are just like they're putting them together. They're making a Rotten Tomato score. You're like, what did they get on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, making like, Google did, did you ever read a review before social media? Like I never. No. You would just go. Uh, I'd see the trailer and I'd go to the movies 
Yeah. Because there was just no other way to do it. I'm not opening up the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, you know, like, right. Exactly. And reading Siskel and Ebert. But that was basically it. But I only, you know what I would read him? When I found out that, like, it didn't do well. Because I'd be like, how is that possible? And yeah. then I would read yeah. Newsday or something would have, like, a little blurb. It wouldn't right. be, like, a two-page New York Times review. It would just be, like, a little blurb of, like, yeah, the, you know, or, or, you know what? Or when Siskel and Ebert was, like, a thing. Well, that, yeah. that, that show, people loved that. They yeah. Were, like, thumbs up, it was a great down, show. Right? Yeah, it, it really was, was yeah. good. They and they great... hated each other. Oh, hardcore. totally. Totally. Like, Did you remember fucking picking up the paper and you'd have to look the movie times? Yes. You know? Yeah. It would always be like under the baseball scores. And then there was movie phone. That was like a revelation. Oh, yeah. And Seinfeld had movie phone. Why Hello. Don't you just tell me the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you heard that? You heard that? Why don't you just tell me the uh, Did you say... Brown-eyed girl. <laughs> 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 Dude, I we could uh, we could do a whole other episode just on Seinfeld fake movie titles. Oh, I alone. know. Well, we, we we've talked about Chun- them on the I show. Mean, oh, ch- oh wait, channel channel uh, <laughs> prognosis How'd negative. Get the channel. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy doing in the channel? Now he's back in the channel. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I like to go with fresh. Rochelle, 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 Rochelle a classic tale from Milan to Minsk, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it was a what was that? Yeah, a young girl's journey from Milan to Minsk. A young girl's erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. Prognosis negative was the big one. Prognosis, prognosis negative. And also, I didn't know that. You told me this, right, Alex? Are you the one who told me that? Prognosis negative is the script that Larry David wrote. The he wrote Prognosis Negative. It's about a guy who dates a girl who's I terminally ill. Think so because he, he doesn't want to have to break up. <laughs> That's so funny. See, he might be. Like, think about the legends that come out of that whole oh. thing. Like, Julia Louise Dreyfus is Carol Burnett's status. Yeah. Carol oh, Burnett. Oh, 100%. Fucking, uh, she is unfucking believable is fucking undeniably the, so funny. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Oh, man. We just had uh, on, my, on the Row Report on Series X, we had Matt Walsh. You know, oh from yeah, from me, yeah, 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 yeah. redhead guy. And he, we were just—he was plugging some. He was plugging his like new Melissa McCarthy movie, but like we kept going back. We were like so veep. We couldn't stay away. Oh from yeah, it. it's too good. It's the so writing good. on it is the best writing on TV. I think. Yeah, yeah. And they have a new episode. New, new episodes coming out, right? Are they coming out soon or something? I don't know because she was she had cancer. I think. I think they still have it. What'd you say, Alex? She had cancer, but they're gonna do it next week. Uh, September. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I saw it. I follow her on Instagram. I think I get in the channel. <laughs> my favorite movie of all time. Jaws is your favorite yeah, movie? Yeah, Jaws. I have a fucking Jaws tattoo. Well, that's right. You do. You showed me that one time. Uh, <laughs> my cat's name is Quint. What? Is it really? I swear to God. That's funny. Wait, what I'll is t- the other... Not to take... I had a stupid childhood memory. I've only been able to do it with one. I wanted a cat and two dogs, and I was going to name the cat Quint and the dogs Brody and Rupert. <laughs> I was I like, I'm going to have my own. This is going to be my family. Yeah. It's going to be the Jaws family. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to get a shark. It's going to be named Jaws. I've got a dog names are Brody and Hooper, though. They're perfect two-syllable Brody, Hooper. I think two great names. Perfect. That's amazing. Perfect. Yeah, you got to do that. You can still do it. I can still do it, but yeah. You yeah, know, have quite, my one quite, bedroom in a story is not housing. Well, yeah, yeah. That's when you move to the country. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much for doing this, dude. I think we have Fuck decided yeah, that. Dude. I don't know. I'm still up in the air. I think. Well, here's the thing about. Two movies you love, it's hard to talk down about one of them. They're so classic 
in their own regard. In their own regard. In their own way. I think we dissected And they're by no means were ever meant to be talked about in this No, fashion. no way. No, that's why it's it's kind of silly. But we did come up with a lot of things about him. Yeah. And I think I went into this thinking like, all right, what, if you go, what, what's the better movie? I was like, I was thinking like, oh, Rudy's the better movie. But the more I talk about it, I'm like, it's not. Big Lebowski is the better movie. Big Lebowski is the better movie. I think movie. it's the more creative movie. It's the better it's acted like, movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Well yeah. Ri- it's beautifully written. It it's is. It's beautifully yeah. shot. And it's, it's more interesting. Great soundtrack, movie. yeah, unbelievable soundtrack. Well, you know they have that that verbal, not the verbal trick, the the the, the, the trick in it and the script where dialogue that's used early in the movie, another character will use it later in yes, the movie. Yes, of course, I love Which, that. I love, I love it. I think it's great. This aggression. Yeah. I feel like people do that in real life. That's why it's so funny it's to me. It's so really, really, yeah. really brilliantly. So done. I think Big Lebowski wins. I thought it was going to be Rudy, but I really do think I, if I if, like if you're in my head, I'm like which is more legendary, which is better. I think Big Lebowski edges yes. it out. And I know that people are going to turn around and be like, why the fuck did you guys do this? <laughs> but whatever. It was a fun episode. Uh, so much you, fun, Thank man. you for doing this, man. Thanks for having me. What do you want to do? Uh, oh, what do you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can listen. Yeah, sure. Uh, all social media. It's just uh, Andy Fiore, F-I-O-R-I. And then, uh, yeah, listen. If you have Sirius XM, I show on uh, every Thursday live at 4 p.m. on Raw Dog 99. It's the Raw Report. And, uh, yeah, we got to get you know. We just talk to comics and uh, nice. bullshit and have a fun time. That'd be great, yeah. And I am at Shawnee Time on Twitter. We are on Showbiz Studios right now. Thank you so much to Alex. Hit them up on their YouTube page, also their iTunes page. We will see you next week with Farrah Brook. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Here's a time.